Welcome to Amici, News and Insight from the New York Courts. I'm John Carr. Today's program is a diversity dialogue interview with Sergeant Angie Davis Leverett. Sergeant, thank, thank you for joining us. Um, can you just please tell me about your career in the courts? Uh, who, what, when, where, why? Where did you start? Okay. How did you get where you are now? Uh, okay. Um, well, my career path uh, in this court started differently than most court employees. I started with the Erie County Sheriff's Office as a sheriff's deputy in the jail. Then later in my career, I transferred over to the court division. And then um, in 2007, the unified court system came in and took over the court security in the city of Buffalo. So I was a part of that transfer of functions, and that's how uh, my career started um, in law enforcement as a court officer. I see. So you, so you just got trans, transferred over from the, uh, from, the, from the sheriff's department to the courts, basically? Correct, yes. Okay. All right. Let's back up a second. Uh, uh, where'd you grow up, and who were your early role models? Um, I grew up uh, in Buffalo, New York. I grew up on the east side of Buffalo, um, and my parents uh, were my role models. Well, tell me about them. Well, my dad, um, he's a veteran and a retired auto worker. My mother, she is a homemaker, and I also grew up in the home with my grandmother. Um, they just taught us the value of hard work. My dad was a no-nonsense guy. You know, he taught his children um, to respect themselves and to respect others and that nothing was handed to you. Um, you had to work hard for every work hard for everything that you got. Um, my mother kind of balanced that out. You know, um, being the only girl in the family, you know, she taught me that I can do anything that I wanted to do with my life and not what it's, uh, society expected of me. Hmm. Is there anything in your background that led you to consider or pursue a career in in uh, law enforcement? Uh, yes. Um, we g- grew up in. Uh, I moved to my neighborhood uh, when I was six years old, and our neighborhood uh, was a nice neighborhood. It was uh, homeowners, and everybody cared about their home and they cared about their community. And as I got older, my community started to change. Um, you couldn't walk down the street uh, without passing some people on the corner. Um, and as a young person, to see your neighborhood change, it was kind of hard. And I remember one day I was walking to a re- reading center. It was like a community center that the kids went to for homework help or just to hang out. And one day these two plainclothes police officers just stopped me when I was walking to the center. And they started asking me questions like, you know, where are you going? Do you get drugs? And I was angry about that. As a young kid, I just couldn't believe that someone um, was asking me that question. And I remember when I got to the center, there was two women. They uh, helped us and gave us snacks. One was Miss Hill and one was Miss B. And I told them my story. And they was like, well, don't be angry. Do something about it. So that was kind of a defining moment that I knew that I wanted to do something in law, but I didn't know what type of law I wanted to do. And just so happened to end up being law enforcement. And how did you end up at the uh, Sheriff's Department? Um, how did I end up at the Sheriff's Department? 
Well, when I was younger, um, I took every, you know, civil service exam that I could think of, whether it was anywhere in in New York State. And originally, actually, I started with the Monroe County Sheriff's Department, and I had worked there uh, for nine years. And then my mother got ill, and so I looked into a job that was closer to home in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got transferred to Buffalo, um, took a lateral transfer, and that's how I ended up at the area county sheriff's department closer to home i see yeah is a, a relative rarity in law enforcement a black female did you yeah. experience any particular challenges from a gender or a racial perspective yeah yeah um i'm gonna say yes because i'll be less than truthful um if i answered this question by saying that there isn't any challenges um particular to your gender um or your race um, but I will say that as a female officer um, is perceived as the weakest link, you're challenged more by the male officers, you're challenged more by the prisoners and the public, and you're even challenged by your colleagues. But when you're a female officer who is black and a supervisor, that challenge level becomes different and more difficult. And when I was promoted to sergeant in 2017, I'm going to tell you, I faced some of the biggest challenges of my career. Um, really? That, that, that recently, huh? That recently, but I really don't want to get into particulars, but, um, but those challenges, challenges did not define me. So, um, so I, I have to answer that question, yes. Do you get the support and respect and encouragement you need from the, from the unified court system? Do I get the, Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely, I do. So, so, that, so that's not where the problem is? No, that was not the problem. No, the unified court system itself as a whole um, was gave me a lot of respect and encouragement as far as promotions and being more involved in things in the courts like diversity and inclusion and things like that. So, yes, they do. Um, get, they did give me a lot of support. Despite your difficulties, would you encourage someone else similar to you to apply? Definitely, because your challenges don't define you. Um, it makes you stronger. It makes you better. And it, by me, by my challenges, it shouldn't stop you from doing a job. Actually, it makes you a trailblazer. You know, people can learn from you. They learn from your journey. So, no, they shouldn't stop and not. Um, it sounds like that early lesson you mentioned, which was don't get angry, get, what was it that the teacher told you? Oh, do something about it. Do something about it. That seems to be <laughs> that seems to be exactly what you're saying. Yeah, basically, yeah. Is there any professional mentor that you have that you'd like to identify? Um, yeah, there was many people um, that was instrumental in how I got to where I am in my career, and I'm grateful to all of them. And I don't want to mention anyone in particular because mm-hmm. um, I don't want anybody to get offended because I didn't mention them, but they know who they are. Um, and I'm very appreciative appreciative of them to everything they did for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, th- I think what you're saying is there are always stepping stones and people who help you get there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, what, what, what's your day like? What's a typical day in your life? You, you get up, you come in, and, and then what? Um, <laughs> like or, or is, or is oh. there no typical day? <laughs> Today was not a typical day. It was very busy. But normally, I come in in the morning to the office about 8.40. I get dressed. I put on my equipment. equipment. 
I try to get that cup of coffee in. Um, I talk to the officers before they go to their posts, and I check my emails and my voicemails. So those are the things that, you know, I do every day. But as a court officer, your day isn't typical. It, it changes. Um, your day sometimes is determined by the people who utilize the courts. So like today, for, in, for instance, you know, um, we took someone into custody on the bench warrant. Um, we took care of an issue um, uh, with a judge for a judicial threat. So every day, you know, my typical day changes. So what I do today may not be my typical day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What What is a, a great day on the job? A great day is when myself and my staff get to go home safe. Now, that's a great day. Great day that we go home unharmed, not injured, to be home with our families. That's a great day. I'm hoping that is more often than not. Yes, it is. We haven't, I haven't lost anyone yet, so yes, and I'm still here. <laughs> How dangerous is the job? Like, it can be very dangerous. You figure, you know, you have people who is coming into the courthouse that someone else is determining their lives, meaning if they have custody of their children or if someone's suing them, taking all their money away. So it can, it can be dangerous. you got people who are being taken into custody who may not want to go to jail, who may bring weapons in, and they're going to do anything that they could do um, to be free. So... When you back someone up against the wall, you don't know what their reaction is. There's not a script um, for a court officer to, when engaging and doing their job. Um, so it can get dangerous because you is that is an, there's an expectation that something may happen, but you don't know. So that makes the danger level a little bit more heightened. So I would imagine that with people coming to court, and most people when they come to court, it, it is likely the most traumatic, most stressful time of their life, whether it's civil or criminal, and they are not necessarily at their most rational. Correct. Um, Correct. And so, so is it your job to basically remain calm, calm them down, and, and, yes. don't, and, and, and don't egg them on, I guess? Exactly, because like you said, some people have never been in trouble in their life, and they may just be walking into the courthouse just to go to small claims court. Okay, and just walking into the courthouse, that's intimidating in itself. And then when you walk in, you see all these officers dressed in blues, you know, telling you, you know, that you have to take your belt off, you know, put your coat, you know, coat through the machine, something that they don't, they don't do every day. So they still have been intimidated by that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they may not like the direction that they're given when they first walk in the building. So that tone, when they first walk in, can set their whole overview on the process um, for the rest of their visit in the courthouse. So, yes. Do most days, they'll start and end peacefully, where you're able, where you're able to avoid or, or prevent um, things from getting out of hand? Yes, it is, and that starts with communication. That start, starts from the first time someone walks in the door, that first interaction they have with someone. Okay, you may be having a bad day when you walk in, walk in but when you deal with that offer who's respect, is respectful of you and is, is, is treating you nicely and not even looking at the fact that, you know, the issue that you may be coming in the courthouse for, just that friendly gesture, gesture of good morning, um, have a good day, you know, just to give you directions, you know, when you, you come in, um, that speaks volumes. Um, it's communication, the interaction that you have with people when they're upset when they come in. Um, mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I know of many, and you know of many, many, many more, where court officers have defused a, a dangerous or potentially dangerous situation. What we don't know, neither of us, is how many bad situations never occur just by your presence. That's right. Our, not only is communication import, important, us being there, um, that command presence of an officer being there uh, would defuse a lot of situations. What are you most proud of in your career to date? Well, I am most proud in my career to date is when I was promoted uh, to a New York State court officer sergeant. Um, and what, and when, when was that, that? I'm sorry? When was that? Um, I was promoted in 2017. Oh, right. Okay. Thank yes. you. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, yes, yes. And I'm proud of all the committees that I sit on, that I have a seat at the table, um, that what I think counts. Um and that's most important. Um, what, what committees are we talking about? Um, I am on the Gender Racial Fairness Committee. I'm on the Age Judicial um, Diversity Committee. Um, just last year in 2019, um, I uh, was asked to join the DCAJ um, Diversity Task Force. And for me, that was huge. Um, to be able to come together um, with people across the state from different backgrounds, different professional titles, and just sit down and just talk about uh, the diversity in the courthouse. Um, so that was huge for me as a court officer. That was huge. Now, a couple of the committees you mentioned, I think, are, are local 8th District committees. Mm -hmm. The DCJA, yes. which is Deputy, Deputy Chief Administrative Judge Task Force, of course, is statewide. So it, it, it seems like there's a concerted effort within the court system to be sensitive to uh, diversity issues. Yes, there is. It actually, the issue is being priorita prioritized. Um, is on the forefront, and people are talking about it. So, yes, I would agree with that. So when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Um, I spend time with my family. My family is important. I spend time with friends. Um, my children, even though they're grown, um, I just love being involved in their lives. Um, I like to go to the movies. Um, I like to clip coupons um, and just relax. Yeah, that's, that sounds very good. <laughs> now, I don't remember. I don't know when it was that you would have taken your first exam to become a, a, a court officer, but of course we're administering one between April fifteenth and June tenth. Correct. What do you wish you'd known before you got into all this? Um. How impactful it would be. Um, it's a great job. Um, it's a great career. Um, and, and actually, really, there's nothing differently that I would have done. Uh, my career path uh, to where I am now from the time of when I was uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life um, until I became a court officer, um, for me it was perfect. And there wouldn't be anything that I would change. Terrific. Sergeant, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Amici. You'll find all of our recent podcasts on the Court Systems website at www.nycourts.gov. Most are also available in the iTunes podcast library and on SoundCloud. If you have a suggestion for an Amici podcast, please let me know. I'm John Carr, and I can be reached at 518-453-8669. That's 518 518- Four five three eight six six nine. In the meantime, stay tuned.